Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Have a Strange Story Podcast. Yay! We sure did, did it. We we gone, done, gone, and done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to do that Shania Twain song. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know either. Okay. Um, so, welcome to the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And today I have my Invisalign stuff in. And Rebecca doesn't like it because she says that I'm, <laughs> I don't speak as clearly with them. But you know what? We're going to be drinking beer tonight. Yeah. And I need to leave these babies in as long as possible. Yeah. That's cool. All right. It's all right. Okay. Sometimes whenever you say December, I think it's the summer. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Rebecca also doesn't like to look at them. They have bubbles in them. It's called spit. Gross. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So we're joining you today from my dining room. Yeah. We're both here. We're both here. And Wilson is here too. We're here. We're here. We're ready for a beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So we have, I guess, a few announcements. We had a giveaway, Mm -hmm. and Rebecca is going to announce the winner of the giveaway. Yes. Are you ready? I was trying to do drums. That was... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lindsay's excellent at speaking Spanish, too. (laughs) Oh. JP Vamp 42. Yay. Congratulations, girl. Yeah. You the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to let us know what size of shirt and cut of shirt that you want. Yeah. Yes. Because we have men's shirts and women's shirts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they told me that women will exchange a women's cut for a male small cut. Yeah. It's very common. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Okay. It's whatever you want. Whatever you want, girl. It's it's yours. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. We'll get that out to you as soon as we get your address yeah, you and know. your um, mm-hmm. shirt size. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Congratulations. You know, we say as soon as. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if we don't hear from her by the time I leave, I'll take the stuff with You'll me and I'll do it. That's probably a good idea. Okay, cool. Um, also, we're together, guys. Yeah, we already said that. We're in the same room. I did not say that. I was like, we are at my dining room table together. You could have said we as in your dog and your cat. Oh my God. I said that we were both here with Wilson. All right. My bad. I wasn't, I clearly wasn't paying attention. Oh my God. Just like usual. We did some spooky Austin stuff yesterday. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. It was, it was. We posted a few pictures. Except whenever we went into Buffalo Billiards. Oh my god. We went there because it's allegedly haunted. Mm-hmm. And we went in there and it's haunted with 40-year-old men that used to be in frats mm-hmm. that were playing pool. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was. It was very scary. Yeah. <laughs> and they all had their hats on backwards yeah. and I re- witnessed a man like digging into his butthole. It was gross. <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad yeah uh we walked in used the bathroom and walked out and there was yeah. doo-doo behind the toilet there was doo-doo behind <laughs> behind the toilet behind we it. walked it in smelled awful it yeah. was awful we found that haunted 
haunted turd in the bathroom yeah and then we tried to go upstairs and we couldn't so you know we just love that place. so we just left we were like bye ghosts yeah get your shit together and maybe next time but we went to the driscoll and that was cool oh my god that was so cool we had a really good breakfast it was delicious and then we visited the stairs where mm-hmm. a little girl named samantha fell down them to her death yeah so i took a picture next to them <laughs> <laughs> And then we saw her picture. Yeah. Her painting is hanging up in the hotel on the fifth floor. On the fifth floor. It may say the fourth, Mm -hmm, but it's the fifth. It's the fifth. It was funny. As we wandered around the fourth floor, this white man who worked there stopped us. And he was like, are you looking for the picture? (laughs) (laughs) And he told us to go upstairs. And so we saw it there. And then... But not before he saw us acting really stupid in the elevator. <laughs> in the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said, bye! And, like, made a really dumb face. Yeah. As the elevator door was closing and he walked by and looked... We made eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> and then we visited the... What room is it? That the Maximilian room. The Maximilian room, yeah, mm-hmm. where they have the haunted mirrors. Yes. And we witnessed nothing, but we did take pictures of the mirrors. Yep. Thank, um, yep. Thank but, you, Abby, for that tidbit. Yeah. That was cool. The history behind the mirrors was that this guy bought them for his wife, <laughs> and then, you know, he was going to be a political figure, but he got overtaken, and so she fled the country, and... Those mirrors got hung up there, and you know she haunts the mirrors. You're yeah. welcome for that history. <laughs> Don't fact check, check us; it's all true. It's something like that. Yeah. That's how the story goes. And the mirrors are named after her. What are they? The Carlotta mirrors or something? I can't remember. What's her name? Started the remember. C. Yeah, it did start with the C. The little girl's name was Samantha. I do know that. Yes. Yes. As we were looking at the. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, there is a cat butt in Lindsay's face. Uh, her cat Lily is just walking all over her, and we're trying to ignore it. Mm-hmm. But oh, this oh. is too much. <laughs> um, as no, you're done. <laughs> as we were looking at the picture of Samantha, and I was taking selfies with it and smiling. Um, it looked like a cook walked up mm-hmm. and he was very dramatic and he was like, this is the little girl who died here. And he's saying it to a white woman. Yeah. He everybody. was like, here she is. And the white woman was like, where? Do you remember that? Yeah. She was looking at, she's like, where is she? He was like, this picture, this is her. And she was like, this is her. She had a really hard time understanding what the fuck was happening. He was like, she died here. Her name was Samantha. Yeah. He was super serious Jesus about it. Jesus Christ. And I she was, was like, like okay. I was like, I'm trying to take a selfie here. <laughs> Look, lady, you're ruining my selfie vibe right now. I was trying really hard to be cute. Yeah, you were cute, and you look scared. Next to the dead girl picture. Yeah. And then we went to the Museum of the Weird. Oh, my God, that was so much fun. It was cool. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool. <laughs> Lindsay got um, to participate in a, and not to say this with any uh, ill content or um it's not derogatory not derogatory thank you for that you're welcome um but it was a sideshow a freak show Mm -hmm. and um the gentleman who was um performing his his acts had this really weird um what is it like a a weird 
He had a chemical imbalance in his yeah, body. Yeah, a chemical imbalance that made him able to absorb um, electricity and not die from it. Mm-hmm. So he held on to like a frayed wire that was attached to like an 80 volt battery. Uh-huh. And uh, Lindsay got picked out of everybody to be the person who um, held a light bulb up to him to show that it was real. And she got shocked. Mm-hmm. And I um, I got shocked too. Like he walked around and let everybody touch him and shit and it was it was so cool yeah it's interesting because he went a little bit into the history of what was called sideshows or freak shows is what they referred to yes and he talked about how back in the day when they were around when we think about them now we think of them as being a um almost like slavery like mistreatment of people who had disabilities Mm -hmm. but he was saying that they were more like pop stars now i haven't heard that and that is not the history that I understand. Right. Um, because a lot of people were sold into it and they mm-hmm. basically were slaves. Right. Um, his rendition is different. But I also know that some people um, who have those types of capabilities mm-hmm. are embracing it and saying, I mean, but I think the thing is, is that he's allowed to embrace that now. Absolutely. And he's allowed to be like, isn't this cool? It's a freak show. But, you know, in the 20s and 30s, that's not what it was. No, I think that maybe what they had in the, uh, you know, whenever it first started was at least camaraderie with each other. They did. And that was their family because their family abandoned them. They sold them. So that was probably a good thing. And they probably were kind of seen as pop stars to some, but not in the sense of pop stars that we think of today. They were... A sideshow, exactly. They were just like a weird oddity or freak of nature that people paid money to see. Yeah. So probably not good intentions there. No. I mean, they even had a wax museum at the beginning and there was the Siamese twins. Yes. Whose parents sold them Mm -hmm. to the fucking freak show. Right. And then there's that movie. They even had a wax figure of it was that movie Freaks. Mm -hmm. And that was filmed in 1932, I think. I can't remember. Um, but it was, it was filmed and it was about sideshows mm-hmm. and all of the people in the film were all people who were truly in sideshows. Yes. It was, it was a, Lindsay and I grew up watching that movie. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It, it is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that introduced us to it. So yeah. So if you're in Austin, definitely check out the weird, uh, museum. Yeah. It's in, um, it's on sixth street. It's yeah. Great. Dude. Six is nasty. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking gross. Yeah. And whenever you come to Austin to check it out, I get, you just have to walk down it. Yeah. Go to the sideshow, um, go to the Driscoll because that's mm-hmm. also there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, if, unless you're a college student and you want to hang out, um, you know, don't stay after dark because that's when it gets real gross and weird. Well, but even during the day it's, it's, it's just gross, man. It is gross. It smells bad. There's pee everywhere. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. There's a lot of people who um, are drug addicts that are hanging out down 6th Street. And it's it's difficult to see people in that condition. And Yeah. A lot of people in heroin. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. But they kind of leave you alone. I mean, unless they're asking for money. But generally, they're just doing their thing. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, well, we had a good time yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today we're going to head down to San Antonio to the yes. Hoppy Monk. To the Hoppy Monk. Mm-hmm. We'll be there six ish to 11 ish. It just depends. You guys, 
Uh, it's going to be about a two-hour drive to San Antonio. Yeah. So depending on, um, you know, how we're feeling and shit, we may pack it up early. But we'll definitely try to be there at 6 or around 6. Um, if we don't release this today... Sorry, but yeah, you knew about it. Yeah, that's really <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. We got stuff to hand uh-huh. out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All, All right. right. Do you want to get into your story? Let's get into this. Okay. Cool. Episode 47. Here it comes at you after everything else that we did. So I have a cool story. This one is um, paranormal in the sense that it was kind of like... A message. So, this all starts with a 13-year-old um, young man named Adam. And the person who is telling the story is the, um, the sibling of the brother <laughs> who is best friends with Adam. So, this person was pretty young, but it's a story that they've been talking about in their family for a while. Because um, it's pretty interesting. Adam kind of played a um, a big part in their life. Um, he was, like I said, the sibling's um, brother's best friend. So they play soccer together on the weekends. They had sleepovers. And, like, this kid was was just a cool guy. They said that they described him as an old soul for his age. He was very mature. And he could do anything that he put his mind to. And he was really, really intellectual. Um so so they, they knew that each other, their parents got along, they all hung out, everything was hunky-dory. Um, but something happened whenever he turned 13. So one day, um, Adam was getting ready to go to school, and as he was putting his T-shirt on, he said he felt a lump in his back. And he said it was, it was painful whenever he put his T-shirt on. And his parents were like... Well, you're 13. You probably ran into something. You fell down. You play sports, you know. Um, and they just brushed it off as an injury or possible growing pains. But as time went on, the lump got more painful and it it got larger. And finally, their parents were like, oh, shit, this is something. Um, so they took him to the doctor and it turned out to be, unfortunately, it turned out to be um, a very... Um, extremely aggressive tumor that was growing next to his spinal cord. Um, so he had surgery right away and it debolted a little bit, but it grew right back. And so, um, the kid was put on chemotherapy and had radiation therapy. And basically I think it was just to keep him alive for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually it cost him his vitality and his youth and it just left him a week um, kind of shell of a kid who 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 grew up too fast. Um, he just became a shell of a man, like I said. Yeah. Um, so four months shy of his 15th birthday, he died. Um, but before he died, he had a wish for his parents. He wanted them to have another baby. And at this point, his mom was almost 40. So she wasn't sure if, if that's what something, you know, if that's what she wanted to do. But he insisted. So, um, so after he passed away, um, a few months after that, the, um, the mother of, the, of Adam's best friend. Okay. Um, so her name is, is uh, Jenny. So Jenny had an amazing dream. 
she said that it was clear. It was crystal clear and she can remember everything that happened. Um, she walked into a large room where all the curtains were closed on every single window. And she went to each window one by one and opened them up. And at the third window, she opened up the curtains and Adam stood there and she said he was looking as healthy as ever. He had curly blonde hair um, and he was wearing casual clothing and he had sparkling blue eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, his mom was really happy and surprised to see Adam. And she said, hi, Adam, how are you? And he's like, hi, Jenny. I'm really great. <laughs> he said, uh, tell mom and dad not to worry. I'm safe and flying with the angels. And it's really fun. And I'm seeing colors that I've never seen before. So he's having a great time. <laughs> um, and Jenny said to Adam, great news about your mom's pregnancy, isn't it? And he said, it's fantastic. I'm so happy. And she is so beautiful. And then Jenny got an image in her mind of Adam laying in bed um, between his parents with his arms wrapped around them. And he and everybody was smiling. And then the dream ended. So after this dream, Jenny called Adam's mom and her name is Susan. And <laughs> sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> sorry, I just looked up. Um, so th- she was like, uh, I just had this dream about Adam. And, uh, you know, she sent the message and said that Adam was doing really well. And then, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm over here crying, too. I know. Is a sad story. It is a sad story. Um, woo. So uh, she told her about the dream told her about the message that she received that Adam was doing really well and also was like, and by the way, um, he said that your baby is a girl and she's <laughs> going to be beautiful. And, um, Susan light was like, well, that's really weird because I actually just had a sonogram and found out that we are having a baby girl. Aww. And, um, this, this, upset Susan, but I think not in a way that was sad, but in a way that it was good. Like, like, you know, Adam is still with them. He's watching over them. And then also like clearly happy that his wish had come true (laughs) that they were going to have a baby. So, um, so the following year she gave birth to a baby girl and they named her melody and it was in honor of Adam's love for music. And then, (laughs) this part's really, it's good. No, it's good. But it's hard to, like, say without my voice cracking. Um, Melody was born a year to the day that Adam died. No. The fuck you told this story (laughs) for? (laughs) Because it's an amazing story. It's a good story. It's just really really, sad. It's really good. Um, And then, kind of as a side note, um, so... After Susan told Jenny or Jenny told Susan about that dream um, and she said, I I got this mental image in my head of, you know, Adam between you guys laying in bed and you all are both smiling. And she's like, "Uh, I have a photo of that. And she pulled out the photo and she showed it to her and she said that um, Jenny had never seen any seen the photo before. So I know it was really sweet. 
I like these kind of sad stories. I don't know why. Oh my God. Did you hear what I said? Oh my God. <laughs> we had a whole thing about that. I Let's not get into it. Right I know. I don't know why. It's because I'm special. <laughs> I don't know why. It's because I'm really unique. You know what? Nobody else likes them but me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Anyways. Um, so I know why I like this story so much, actually. Um, so I, I just, I did barely any research about this because I've done research about it before. And, um, the question is, are dreams about the, about our deceased loved ones? Are, is this a connection? Is this a message? Or are we just having a dream? It's a connection. (laughs) Well, some things, some people think that these are a connection, that they're messages, that they're messages from the people that we lost. Um, and, um, these dreams tend to be like more vivid, more clear. You can see the people like they describe dreams as, you know, if you see a person in a dream, it's a role. So the, you know, unless it's somebody that, you know, but it's usually if somebody walks by you, you're not going to remember if it's a man or a woman or what they did. If they handed you something, that's all you're going to remember. Like that's what your mind does. It just makes roles for people. It doesn't necessarily create a gender or whatever, or a person or a story around them, the stories around you. Um, so, so these dreams that you have where people connect with you, where they, they deliver a message to you. Some people think that these are messages from, from our lost loved ones that have died. And I have had several dreams about people, um, after they've passed away and they have sent me a message. So twice, um, I had a dream about my, my brother-in-law that passed away and I had a dream about him. Um, I think a couple of months after he died and he told me that he's okay. He's not in any pain. Um, and he's doing well. And then I had another dream about him and it was the same type of message that he's, he's great. You know, he's, he's not, you know, nobody needs to worry about him, that he's fine. Um, the interesting thing about that one was I had that dream, um, either the night before or the day of his birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, I have dreamt about our friend Brett that passed away. Yeah. I've had dreams about Brett too. Mm -hmm. The dream about Brett that I had though was, um, he knew that he was going to die Really, and he was sad. Yeah. Yeah, and though I mean I don't know if we want to get into it, but about Brett dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, um, I've also had a dream about uh, a person whenever they were in a coma. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends got into a really bad accident. They were in a coma for uh, maybe a week, and it was really iffy if mm-hmm. if if they were going to make it. And um, I had a dream about this person and. Um, the dream was positive. It was like nothing was wrong. It was just like, oh, we haven't seen each other in a while. And they were like, yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. Let's go play. Let's go bowling or whatever. And shortly after they came out of the coma and they're, they're, they're doing great. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think that this type of, uh, this type of message, I think, are typically sent to somebody else to deliver. 
Do you know what I mean? No. So, so like in, because I had the dream of Joe, Mm -hmm. I was supposed to deliver that message to his family. Gotcha. Same thing with Ginny. She had the dream about Adam and was supposed supposed to to deliver deliver to Susan. I gotcha. Yeah. When I had my dream about Brett, Brett was just telling me that and Brett was sad. Mm hmm. Oh, he was sad in both of our dreams about him. Yeah. Yeah. He was sad um, that he had passed away and he was sad that we weren't able to be friends anymore. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, that was a hard thing. Cause whenever I went through my divorce and I deleted my Facebook profile, I had to delete him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. Cause his Facebook, um, is still open. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, I, you know, if he didn't have a plan, they can't do anything about it. God. There, you can, so, you know, that's a new thing in life that we have to consider. (laughs) It is. No, that is because I actually, I went and made you, um, authorized to delete my Facebook page. Should something happen to you? Do you remember when I contacted you? Yeah. I was like, if I die, you're the person that can (laughs) shut down my Facebook page. Yeah. And Britt is still open and, um, I think that in a way it's, I don't know how to feel about it. It, In a way it's good, but people still send him messages on his birthday. No, it's fucking bizarre. People don't know he's dead. No, I think that everybody knows he's dead. No, some people had no idea. Oh crap. You would see, you would see messages on his page where the whole thing around our friend's Brett death was really weird. Anyways. I mean, it was, it was bizarre. It was, it was was tragic. Yeah. And it wasn't handled very well. No. Um, we happen to know because we were friends with his best friend and that's the only reason we knew he died. Yeah. No, actually his brother posted on Facebook that he was dead. Okay. But that's where I learned about Valhalla. Oh, cause he, his brother had posted on Facebook about that. He would see him in Valhalla. And I was like, what the fuck's Valhalla? And like, I, I had to look it up at that time. So today I got a wine. It was the Valhalla wine, actually. <laughs> and I was actually thinking about Brett when I got it. Oh, that's really sweet. It is sweet. Yeah. Interesting how yeah. it all comes back to a circle. Right? Yeah. The, and, and Brett also had a dog named Ruckus. Yes. And before he named him Ruckus, he asked me permission to name his dog Ruckus. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well... We miss you, Brett. Yeah. Um, so thank you to the person who um, allowed us to read your story. It's really good. It made both of us cry. Yeah. But I think that we need that in our lives sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Here's the ad. Do y'all like weird stuff? How about mysterious stuff? Are you a skeptic? Or a believer? Want to hear the legend? And the facts? And the lore? And the science? And the myth? And the theories? Come on down to None of This Is Real. The podcast for all things mysterious and weird. With us, Doomsday Domini. And Sarah Sinkhole. Lifelong friends who have spent years poking their fingers through the veil. All while making each other laugh till it hurts. Find us on all the major podcast (laughs) platforms and social media. That's None of This Is Real, the podcast. You don't have to believe any of this but you do have to believe on yourself believe all over yourself Yourself. (laughs) that's the end um so i have a story okay and a little bit of fun research following it 
Um, I actually didn't get the story. Rebecca got the story. I was a total lazy ass this whole week. And I was like, I have to do something. (laughs) (laughs) We have a podcast. I didn't even think about it. Um, okay. Um, so this is about a haunted dorm. Um, and this is a recent story from somebody. So in 2015, um, this young woman was a freshman and she was rooming in a dorm, um, on campus with her best friend from high school. They found rumors online that the dorm was haunted, but they didn't take it seriously. I think a lot of schools probably have those rumors. I think every single school. Yeah. Every like dorm is haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were on the second floor and the room was in between the stairwell and the laundry room. So the first month went by. Everything was fine. Um, which, you know, I don't know about that. For those of us who went to college, staying in the dorm that first month probably was. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of adjustment there. Um, so, but one day she got home from class and opened the door and everything in the room was open. All the drawers and the desk, the dresser, the wardrobe, everything was opened up. And at first she thought somebody had broken in and that they had robbed them. Um, but then nothing was really taken. It was just, everything was opened up, you know, nothing was wrestled around, nothing was pulled out. So it didn't make any sense that somebody took something. Um, so additionally, I guess now you have fucking like cards to get into your room. When I went to school, we had keys. Yes. Fucking how old are we? Now they're like hotel rooms. Yes. But my dorm was also fucking old. Yeah. Like my walls were cinder blocks. Did you know that? No. They were cinder blocks. (laughs) And the floor was like the, um, I can't think of the name of that tile, but it was the tile used in the 60s and 70s. That was the tile in my, like there's probably asbestos like in the walls of my dorm. Oh, that's fun. My dorm was so fucking old. It was awful. Nobody wanted to live there. But I didn't have any friends and I didn't apply in time so they just stuck me in a shitty dorm with a girl i didn't know anyways um so then she called her roommate to see like if she was in class or not she wasn't she was down the hall in the bathroom so when she got into the room she was like this is not how the room looked when i left so it's a short window here unless she's going to do (laughs) but other than that like um so the room, everything was open. They didn't know who did it. They both kind of thought that maybe one of them was playing a trick on the other person. Makes so, sense. Yeah. They kind of let it go. It's a fun joke. I like it. Um, so over the next few months, more things started to happen. Um, so often they would come home to the room and find all the drawers open, all, you know, the doors to their uh, wardrobes open, all that stuff. And then at night while they were laying in bed, they could hear their laundry baskets dragging across the floor. <laughs> and then they also heard things falling off the shelves. And one particular time they were both in bed, the lights were out and she sneezed and her roommate said, bless you. And so she replied, thank you. And then looked over across the room at her roommate and saw that her roommate was asleep. Oh, <laughs> and then she heard someone say hello in her ear. Ah! And from what I read, it appeared as if she would often hear somebody say hello in her ear, but I'm not quite sure. Um, So then one time she was up late studying. Her roommate had fallen asleep um, and she just felt like she was being watched all night. And then as she was sitting there studying, she felt something shove her back. So um, 
she got scared. She started to stand up to yell at her roommate because she was pissed at her for pushing her while she was studying. Yeah. Um, she got up to yell at her. She looked over and her roommate was asleep in bed. <laughs> I don't like this. I know. Okay. So then another time her roommate was by herself and she was on the phone with her dad and she was explaining to her dad all the weird shit that was happening in their dorm. And apparently, um, while she was telling her dad this, every single drawer and door in the dorm opened up. Get out. I know. I don't know if I believe her roommate, but I'm gonna. (laughs) (laughs) It's just hard to believe. It is hard to believe unless you've been there. Exactly. Yeah. So she witnessed this. So um, about, about a month after that, um, they talked to whoever, whatever the the dorm like leader is. In my experience, they were always kind of dum dums. So they went to the dum dum who led the hall, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they told her that they had a weird question for her about their room, um, and she said, the the dorm dum dum leader person said, "Let me guess." things are moving around in your room and you don't know why. Um, and they were, they were shocked and they were like, well, yeah, something like that. She said, yeah, we get reports every year about stories like these. Um, and then she went on to tell them, you know, it's a ghost of a kid named Sarah. Um, (laughs) she was known for being mischievous and for some reason she hangs out in that room and, you know, and she moves shit around. (laughs) What a bitch. I know. I wonder if her name was even Sarah. Well, it is now. I guess so. Now, you know what? Nowadays, it'd be Karen or Carol. <laughs> it'd be Carol. Carol? Yeah. There's a thing. Really? Yeah. I Carol's didn't know a thing. I mm-hmm. thought Karen was a thing. Maybe it's Karen. It's Karen. Well, it's Carol now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after they found this out, um, they felt a little bit better because they were like, well, you know, at least it's a girl that's in here with us. True. So they felt a little better about that. Um, so after a couple months, things settled down. They kind of went back to normal. It was less frequent that these types of experiences happened. So, um, it happened occasionally, but whenever it would happen, they would be like, oh, it's just Sarah being mischievous. I mean, I would like to be that, like, nah, I'd be scared. I wouldn't yeah, give I know, a right? fuck that it was a little girl. Right. Get the fuck out of that room. Exactly. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that would just be like, all right, deal with it. No, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so they agreed that whatever the presence was, that it didn't feel evil, that it really just felt mischievous, if anything. And mm-hmm. so um, they just agreed to stay there, and they never tried to talk to it or anything. So That sounds smart. Yeah. Actually, I mean, they kind of sound like smart girls. Like, yeah. they're logical. Totes. They're like, it doesn't feel evil. I mean, yeah, I get it. You're probably right. It was yes. just mischievous. Mm-hmm. But th- remember, that's how the movie Poltergeist started out. I just want to plant that in everybody. <laughs> like, that's how it started out cute and fun. Right. Dragging a little girl across the floor. Pulling the chairs out. Yeah. Yeah. And then putting them on top of the table. Then we got a little freaked out. Then we're like, okay. (laughs) Well. Okay. So is this an art student? Wait. Stupid fucking. You're going to do an insulation (laughs) and sift through some goddamn dirt? Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Okay. So this made me think, you know how I was like, a lot of dorms are haunted. Yes. And then I was trying to think whenever I was in school, was my dorm haunted? I think that my room was haunted with bad decisions and irresponsibility. (laughs) (laughs) So did you plant this bad energy 
No, it's probably all the, pre- it's every college student. Oh yeah. Totally. My favorite thing that I did in that dorm was I took a bunch of jello shots one time. Never done jello shots. Like, you know, high school, I was a good kid. Okay. <laughs> you were still a good kid. Okay. But I didn't drink. Okay. <laughs> I never had jello shots before. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and so I had jello shots and I didn't know how they were going to impact me. Well, you know, I got real drunk. And so we had huge trash cans like in the hallway. Yes. And so I just drug that trash can down outside my door and I would just open my door and vomit in it and then shut my door. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pain in the ass in that dorm. I was an asshole to everybody. <laughs> I was awful because I was in that dorm with like at the time girls that I wouldn't try to get along with because right. I was an angsty 18 year old. I hate the world. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, so I wasn't very nice. Oh <laughs> yeah. I was a mean, I was a mean girl. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you want to apologize right now? I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, I was like, well, let me look up haunted universities so um i looked up the top 50 haunted universities in the united states and actually texas state university that's where i went um is number 20 wow yeah dang um and it talked about the main building which i remember this story it was built in 1903 and uh while they were doing renovations a student fell from the third floor and died oh which is a little hard to believe i think you would break an ankle from the third floor I guess it depends on how you land. Bust a couple of angles. I don't know. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Um, but what he does is he wanders around that building looking for his class. Oh, that's so sad. It is very sad. Um, but I remember hearing that story when I was there. God, his college debt must be outrageous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Things have really changed. I know. And I think that main building now um, is like the science building. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, hopefully he was a science major. <laughs> I don't think he was. Oh, damn. Um, okay, so then so then I was just going to list the top three after that. So the top three, um, number three, Hollins University in Roanoke. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. Obviously. Um, so apparently there was a female who was in a relationship with her piano teacher, and then he murdered her um, during one of their classes. And her figure can be seen in the windows. Um, and also in a room called the green drawing room, a student, um, shot herself and she haunts that room apparently. Aww. Yeah. Um, so there's those two. Number two is Pennsylvania state university. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ghost of a woman named Frances Atherton and she was the widow of the university president. So he was buried not far from, um, the building that they resided in okay like i guess he was really maybe that's what they did they're real dedicated to their school i don't know so he was he was buried in the cemetery at the university there okay and she would often like look out the window at his grave so i guess they let her stay there even though the president of the university died she stayed i don't know um but you can see her um outline typically standing and staring out that window towards the graveyard um there's also allegedly a ghost of a janitor in one of the um, halls. And then there's a female who haunts the theater. And Theaters the- are always haunted. I know. It makes sense. Yes. All those fucking stage actors. Theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I went to a restaurant a couple days ago. And I was like, that person, Jesus. I mean, oh. Ugh. Those stage actors. 
I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a difference between people who do like Broadway mm-hmm. and people who act on film. Okay. And people on Broadway are like real big and dramatic. You know what I mean? Sure. Real, and they have to be because they're on stage. Yes. Um, but what I have found is that it's common for when they walk off stage, they still act that way. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I, see. I was suited more for film. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then there's the Ohio University. So this is a this is a weird one. I actually looked more into this because there were so many different stories behind it. But um what I did narrow it down to is that it's a hall called Wilson Hall. It's room four two eight. It's haunted and it is fucking sealed shut and the university will not let anybody stay in it. Oh my gosh. And this is all true. And it was the only, it's the only room in a university that is fucking sealed shut and nobody can go in it. What? Yeah. But the, the backstory is what I couldn't get clear on because okay. there were a bunch of different stories behind it. But I think what I narrowed it down to is in the 1970s, at some point, a man died in one of the rooms. Um, so then the room appeared to be haunted after that they would hear footsteps and those types of things. They would, it, he was like a noisy ghost in the room. So, um, then a girl occupied the room and she allegedly used the energy of the room to practice the occult girl. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> and then, um, she would also astral project. But the, the thing is, is that the stories say that she used the energy in the room to astral project. Like, it's, it's just kind of wonky information, right? Um, but then she allegedly killed herself in the room. Oh, and there's different uh, methods that are alleged that she used. I don't know. You know, I don't know which one is true. Was that in the 70s or the 80s? I couldn't get a clear date on okay. it. Um, but I did read that in the 1980s that it was discovered that that hall was built on cemetery ground. And that apparently it was where a, um, additionally, it was where a, I don't even know how to say it. Like state hospitals are typically where people are admitted if they have, um, some mental health issues. So in, in that's what I would call it. So apparently one used to be there. Okay. And, um, it was tore down. So apparently it was a graveyard. Apparently it used to be where, um, um, a state hospital was. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it used to be an, a native American cemetery as well. I mean, there's all these different, right? Oh my gosh. And then, um, this is the one other. So all that stuff I fucking don't know about, but I do know that it is located in the middle of five cemeteries. There's five cemeteries around this building um, and that apparently it's in the form of a penta, uh, pentagram. Of course it is. Which is an ancient symbol of power and magic. It's also a symbol of protection. I guess so. it depends. Okay, so you want a haunted campus. This is how you get haunted campuses. You make a graveyard <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, in the shape of a pentagram. Uh-huh. And then also, um, you know, you you build it on top of <laughs> an existing Native yes. burial ground, yes. and you don't move the bodies. Don't move them. And then you, you know, somebody's got to kill themselves. And then mm-hmm. you practice witchcraft in that room. Yes. That's how you get haunted dorms. 
Well, and they said that the room, once after that woman uh, lived in the room, that objects would fly across the room and that there were footsteps and that, I mean, there was a lot of really weird shit that happened in the room. It is fucking sealed. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. That um, is weird. Yeah. But th- so that's the number one haunted campus. Look, I want to know how this girl became such a good witch because honestly, like, um, I want to make a poached egg one time in my life that doesn't fall apart. How does she get to astral project and move shit? Right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, I can poach eggs cause I have that little egg cooker. I know, but like doing it right in the water. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's too much work. We had poached eggs yesterday and they were beautiful. Oh my God. They were on top of Brie. Oh my God. <laughs> on oh a croissant. God. On oh, a croissant. With hollandaise yes and brie yes Yes. it was so good it was at the driscoll yeah go to the 1886 uh bakery if you guys um are in the area yeah and you've never been so there's a restaurant inside the driscoll but it's real expensive and i think everything probably has steak in it and since we don't eat steak so we were like we're gonna go to the bakery yeah and um the bakery is super cute Mm -hmm. and it's really delicious and they had really good coffee it was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, they should have given us asparagus with that instead of potatoes. Okay. Wouldn't that have been better? I really like potatoes. Hey, Driscoll, listen up. Listen up, girl. Hey, girl. Hang out. You should have put asparagus in that meal. It would have been good with asparagus. Yeah, sure would have. And then we could have smelled our pee. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but still, no. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> oh. Well, well, I guess, let's wrap that up. We don't have anything else to talk about. Um, no, I don't have anything to talk about. I don't think I do either. Yeah. All right. Well, good time. we got um, stuff to do today too. So. Yeah. We got to get on, get on out of here. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like us to read your story, we'd be more than happy to do so. You can send it to, I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com or you can send it to us on this Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah, anywhere that we are located on social media, you can send it through Twitter. I suck at Twitter. Uh, I don't know what Twitter is, really. It's okay. You don't have to know. I don't know what Twitter is, really, either. Um, so, yeah, anywhere. If um, Subscribe, rate, and review us. If you rate and review us, send us a snapshot of your review um, to our email address with your physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anything um, that you'd like f- to send us, like um, a story that you want to send us in the mail, and instead of like you know doing the old-fashioned way of typing it up on a computer or handwriting it, cut out little pieces of newspaper or magazine. And make it look like a ransom note, but instead it's your scary story. That's cute. I'd love that. Please, somebody do that. Send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. And also, you know, if you would like one of the shirts or the buttons that we made... Um, we are going to be selling those. We know a few people have reached out to us who aren't going to be at the podcast thing that we're going to. Yeah. Um, so if you would like a shirt, just reach out to us. I think we're selling them for like $17. We are now. All right. 
And then um, the buttons that we made are two dollars. So yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but we'll let you know too if uh, if we have any leftover. We probably won't sell all the t-shirts, but yeah, we might run out of sizes. We will. Yes. Anyways, let us know. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you for listening. Mm-hmm. And this is thus signing off. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>